0: Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. How would you like to expand your income opportunities in 2021 using resources you likely already have? If so, this episode has your name written all over it. Companies and agencies are paying experts just like you for access to their communities. Let's talk about how you can get paid as an influencer. And on today's Voices of Experience, we are very lucky to have with us Brandon Farbstein. Now, Brandon is a 21-year-old empowerment speaker, Gen Z activist, and influencer. As an influencer, he has had contracts with HP, Amazon, the UN, and Tommy Hilfiger. And so he is the perfect NSA member to speak to us about how to leverage being an influencer in your speaking business. Thank you for joining us, Brandon. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Crystal. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: You know, this is a conversation I don't think I've ever heard in NSA, Brandon, but we were recently participating in a conversation uh, with another one of our dear NSA peers, uh, uh, Andy Henriquez. And he was talking about how, you know, it's not just speakers being hired for speaking slots. He mentioned celebrities and he mentioned influencers. And yep. when he said that, I thought, well, if they're taking our lunch, why can't we take some of their lunch? And I know that <laughs> and I know that you do both. And so I think this is a really important topic. So what is influencer marketing? And how does it apply to speakers? We're not Kim Kardashian. How do we make money as influencers? (laughs)
1: Very true. But we already do have that influence. And that's a point that I'm going to keep coming to in this conversation. So fundamentally, influencer marketing is a form of social media marketing that uses a leader. That's the influencer, somebody that has built a social media following and a platform to market directly to their audience, to their community. And so For speakers, what that means for us is the content is already there. The messaging, the brand, all of the pieces are on the table for us. We just have to put the picture together to make it make sense and also have a value proposition that is so strong on social media specifically that we're attracting authentic relationships and partnerships with huge companies and brands that we'd ultimately love to work with, not only because of the resources that could potentially go into a campaign like that, but for the global impact that that is able to exponentially have, you being able to be on board with a brand, with a powerhouse that is putting money towards not only the influencer campaign itself, but also running ads towards it and getting even more eyes and traffic on your content. That's a win, 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 in my opinion. So influencer marketing is something that if you are a speaker and you're posting on social media, you have a following. It absolutely should be something that you look into.
0: This is an entirely different way of thinking about our speaking businesses, Brandon, because typically we're thinking about going out, you know, we're invited into someone else's space to speak to their people. This is getting a contract for allowing someone else almost in to our own communities. Is, is right. that kind of a way to look exactly. at it? Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And so for me, I am so... I just have such a filter on what I choose to say yes to and align with for that exact reason, Crystal, because we at the end of the day are giving up, not necessarily giving up, we're getting paid for it and and all of that, but we're putting our reputation and our message on the line for whatever the outcome or the the end goal of this potential campaign is so it's really important that we're not just saying yes to whatever opportunities come our way obviously that's applicable to speaking but also to influencer opportunities as well
0: Mm. so for anyone that's listening that's unfamiliar brandon why are companies hiring or partnering with influencers now. You know, we're some of our members are used to this TV model. If you want to reach people or do sales, you do a commercial. Why are companies using influencers right now? So, companies really are
1: tapping into that conventional means of advertising and marketing, AKA billboards and conventional ads and things like that, aren't the best ways to necessarily get their product or message across. And so by partnering with influencers and people that already have that established presence and credibility, but also the the trust and rapport with their community and their audience so that when they're making a recommendation or saying, check this out, or this is a product or company that I love, obviously you're coming from a place of authenticity, but they are then a lot quicker to jump on the fact that you're promoting it. You are putting yourself behind it. And so when companies are able to use influencers to therefore inspire or have a call to action that directly relates to their campaign, it is able to get their message in front of their direct targeted audience. And so, for example, if Coca-Cola, for example, is trying to target Gen Z Mm -hmm. and they are looking for a Gen Z majority audience in the influencers that they're working with, that is a huge advantage for them to be able to get directly in front of those people a lot quicker than they would have to in various touch points. Again, with conventional means of advertising in in ways past. So I almost feel like influencer marketing is an accelerated way of getting your whatever the, the end goal or outcome is a lot faster than you would without having what that influencer is bringing to the table.
0: Ooh, I like acceleration. We're moving a little faster here. So for those <laughs> of us that want to accelerate into this space, what do we need to do before attempting to partner with brands? Do we just now just say, start, do I just call HP or start prospecting Tommy Hill figure and say, hey, I'm, I'm an influencer now? Or is there something I should do beforehand?
1: That's a great question. I feel like so many of us, and this again relates not only to the influencer stuff that we're talking about, but speaking, and it's so closely related. You have to focus on building the value first, building the reason why they should be working with you. And so when you have a compelling story when you have content that is engaging a lot of people and is something bigger than you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's going to start attracting and bringing in brands and, and organizations and companies that want to hire you and, and work with you directly to use that platform. But until you have that, then it's a bit harder to justify quote unquote, an influencer relationship in that sort of frame. But I do want to say that something that I think all of us listening can probably start getting into without necessarily having a huge following or even much of a following at all is ambassadorships. Mm -hmm. And that is where we aren't necessarily required or we're not being tapped for the opportunity for the traffic that we're going to be bringing or for the the platform per se. But Mm -hmm. we're bringing all of our expertise. We're bringing our platform. Platform, we're bringing our messaging, but we're also aligning with the, the brand and acting as the face of what it is they're doing. So look into that just as much as influencer partnerships as well, because those could also be longer term opportunities. Instead of the one and done, I'll pay you three pineapples for a post mm-hmm. and then you never work with that company again.
0: As you were just sharing this with us, what occurred to me, Brandon, is there is this really interesting, it's almost like looking at a cube, how many of us operate or how many of us uh, us can operate, right? And so on one hand, we have our speaking. On another side of the cube, we might have the opportunity for influencer marketing. On another side, we have ambassadorships. On another side, we might have sponsorships like our our wonderful friend Ramon Ray does, right? So it's interesting to think about using the same basic platforms we have how we can find different ways to really monetize our our platform skill set and communities
1: yes Exactly. And knowing that it doesn't have to look one certain way in order for it to be successful. And so that's where we as speakers have such an advantage because we don't have to do the incredibly hard work of building the credibility, building the trust and Mm -hmm. all of that we're here. We've done that. We've, we've done a lot of the hard work, but now it's about figuring out how to best put yourself out there, put your message and your platform so that you're able to draw in potential partners that can elevate and accelerate what you're doing.
0: So it, I know that when it comes to influencer marketing, oftentimes we're not just drawing in those companies. We, we have to have a community, right? So let's talk about follower count, does it matter? And if so, are there specific social networks or platforms that we should be focused on building?
1: It's a great question. I think it really depends on the specific opportunity. And the reason why I say that is because I've heard from so many different influencers and content creators, ranging from they have 5,000 followers to they have 5 million followers, and they're getting approached equally by opportunities and brands. It's not necessarily the number of followers that you have. It's the quality of the community that your platform is. And so, yes, in some cases, it's going to matter. They're going to want a minimum threshold of, let's say, 50,000 followers or 25,000 followers, whatever it is for that specific campaign. Mm-hmm. But if you are somebody that is the subject matter expert in your community, knows you for that specific thing, and you do it the best, then it doesn't matter if you have any amount of followers because you're still going to attract opportunities and things that organically align with what you're doing.
0: Okay. So for anyone that, you know, now we're getting a little bit into uh, the meat of it. And so I know a lot of folks, their interest is peaked right now and they're realizing, oh, this this might be doable. This is going to be a very elementary question, but we want to make sure that we're being extremely clear, Brandon. What exactly is it that brands are paying influencers to do? like when when you're contracting for speaking or for training you know exactly what you're about to do what yep. what is it that influencers are are very specifically paid to do
1: so i would actually say that in the contractual agreements with influencer deals, you also know exactly what you need to do and, and what the brand is looking for and what your deliverables are. So I'll give you an example. The last partnership that I did, the contract stated that I had to deliver three different, um, they call it deliverable. So just different types of posts. So one feed post on my Instagram that goes on the the main grid on my profile, another one that went on my story, and then another that shared the feed post. So they specify exactly what they're looking for, the type of content, the messaging that they want in the caption. Uh, And they're very, very specific in terms of exactly what they are looking for. And if you don't follow that, then you're breaking the agreement and they're not going to be happy. And so for a lot of the the higher level things that I've gotten with agencies and Fortune 50s and Fortune 100s, they are very deliberate and intentional about the partnerships that they're getting into and the more specific that they could be upfront, the better it is for me as the influencer to know exactly what it is that that they're looking for and how I can best intertwine my story, my message, my platform with that.
0: Okay. So it's just basically sharing something about that organization with those who follow or are part of your community exactly so
1: it's it's a specific call to action usually so you it's visit the link in my bio or click this account to check out their new product launch whatever it is there's there's always a action at the end of it Mm -hmm. and so a quick tip that i want to give to everybody train your audience train your community to engage with you on a regular basis. So that when you're getting opportunities that ask specifically, click the link in my bio or swipe up to check out this new book, whatever that is, whatever that ask is, they are a lot faster to naturally do it because they're accustomed to you having them take an action based on the content that your posting. And that's also a, another quick way to grow your platform, grow your following. The more engagement, the more authenticity that you could attract with your content, it helps the algorithm, especially with Instagram I've seen.
0: Okay. And, and sometimes I know influencers are sharing on their blogs. It's not even always um, a social network. Yes. Lends itself to my next question because Is this just a young person's game? You know, if someone right now has an amazing community and they're in their 70th or 80th year and and active, are they automatically counted out or are influencers people of, of ranging ages?
1: Absolutely influencers are of every age, every background, every walk of life. And that's what I love and want more of. So just as much as this incredible community within NSA has supported me since I started my professional speaking journey when I was 18, I would offer the same exact advice. Age doesn't matter. It's the value, it's the message, it's the story, and it's the brand that ultimately is what attracts these partnerships and the the big bucks too. So the more that, that you could focus on that and not necessarily, oh, I need to gain X amount of followers before I get partnerships or before I get into any of this, that's not true. Like I said before, you could have a 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers, and still attract a fortune 10 company in your inbox saying, Hey, we love what you're doing. We love what you're about. Do you want to partner with us on an upcoming campaign that we have? And so that's all that it takes. I I don't want anybody to think that they need to change everything, their, their entire structure or their entire business model, capitalize what you're already doing and the incredible platform that we all have through speaking and the gift that it gives us, again, to have all the pieces in place. Now let's just figure out how to best put those pieces together to make the prettiest picture and have the most attractive brand possible.
0: Ooh, I love that. So my last question for you is we're, we're speakers. This is what we do. Is there a huge difference between how we view our speaking business and how we view our influencer business? Or to phrase it another way, is there anything we need to unlearn or kind of shift to get out of our speaker brain to get an influencer brain?
1: I think it's just the the end outcome. So when we're being brought in to give a speech we are putting and we're giving our all into that hour, the 45 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever it is, and that content, and then it's done after that speech. But if we're doing a partnership that we're needing to put creative control into in terms of how to best strategize it, what sort of content to post, when to post it. It's a business in itself. So while there are a lot of similarities with speaking and the sort of structure in terms of similarities to the influencer world, I do think that being able to realize that, yes, we're still being brought in for our message and for our value, but it's a little bit different when it comes to social media and these partnerships because they're looking for traffic. They're looking for more eyes on whatever it is they're 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 trying to drive to. And that's where we have to do a little bit more than just putting on our hats of, how can I deliver the most value? But how can I also maximize my content to get the most eyes to make the brand happy as well, if that makes sense.
0: For more innovative and money-making ideas, don't forget to sign up for Winter Conference. Enjoy juicy pre-conference content from February 2nd through 25th before logging in for the main event, February 26th through 28th. For more information, go to nsaspeaker.org and click on the events tab. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll have an extremely special guest in the virtual studio to discuss new year, new podcast.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.